on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we is on the road to Elimination Chamber, which is technically the road we were on to WrestleMania last year. And uh, we are I in... didn't make it off the road. Well, <laughs> we, another story. Let's uh, let's give a shout out right there to Frock Lesnar, Mikey Mike, and uh, you know he's pretty happy these days with some of the recent goings on in the business. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We are joined by our uh, executive driver here in the luscious and the the fantastic. What are we calling this machine? Truck. The truck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, CM Funk is driving. Oh, gee, thank you. What's going thank on, you. man? I, I was clapping too, but you were. Uh, and also know, with I mean, hands on the wheel. Right, exactly. Ten and two is what they say. There yeah, you go. There we go. All right. And uh, we also were joined by our uh, longtime personal close friend, uh, Jason Justin Tucker. Is in the back. Hey, 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 what's going on, Jay? Not much. Everything's going good. Oh, good, man. And you brought cookies for us. I did. It is a pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> so you brought us cookies, so we appreciate this. Now, uh, we got into the truck, as it were, and we started talking wrestling. So I just said, hey, you know, suggested to Big Ugly, why don't we just start talking? Uh, this is episode 79? Who's counting? Okay. <laughs> you usually ask me, and I usually got notes in front of me. We're almost to 80. Uh, that is episodes, not miles per hour. Ah, I was gonna say I'm only doing seventy. Oh yeah, you've you've been on quite a lot, quite a quite a few times. So we're on the road to Elimination Chamber, uh, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful day outside. Uh, let's just go around the room or the truck, as it were, and see how everybody's feeling. Uh, Jason, let's start with you. How you feeling back there? You feeling? I'm good, feeling positive? pretty good. Very positive. Healthy. Healthy. Excited for the show? Very excited. And we are in the uh, two suite. Yes, two it suite. Is absolutely two suite. Shout out to the NWO for going into the Hall of Fame. Big Ugly, you, uh, I, I offered you the shotgun position up here, but you said, man, I want to hit in the back yeah. seat because yeah. I can do this better. Yeah, it's easier for me to hold a recorder, but I'm feeling good. Uh, it's a nice day out here. It is. In uh, beautiful Maryland, and hopefully uh, Philly is the same. So. Amen. Yeah. Doing good. school Zoom recorder. Yeah, that we man. started back Original. on episode one. Yeah. Long yeah. time ago. This thing still comes in handy. That's right. And it's in your hand. So, I mean, that just makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, CM Funk, the king of non-social media, hashtag no hashtag. Hashtag no hashtag. That's correct. How's yes. life? Oh, life is good. Uh, just a quick shout out to the Maryland State Police and Pennsylvania State Police. Uh, if you see the big gray truck out on the road today... Um, well, you're probably too late because you're going to be listening to this way after the fact. So, anyway. That's right. We usually get up going pretty fast. And uh, and I, I wanted to say this, a Big Ugly, we got some new blood for the podcast. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve. Uh, he is awesome. Uh, he, he's in the theater with me. He does a lot of different extracurricular activities. His first live professional wrestling event was AEW Full Gear in Baltimore, Maryland, back in November. So uh, we're going to have him on sometime soon. He's uh, he's enjoying the podcast. And I got another one for you. All right. So um, this guy 
is a, one of the leading mortgage loan officers like ever, like that I've, I've known in Maryland and works in several other states. Conrad Thompson? Absolutely. Uh, no, this is gonna be, he probably knows Conrad. I gotta yeah, ask him about that. I was bailing, I was about to break some news there. No, uh, but no, no, this, this guy's just as exciting. Uh, him and I made a lot of money together and had, had a lot of good time. He knows a lot of good movies, a lot of quotes. Um, and uh, he also wants to start his mortgage business thriving. So we, we help with the plant-based lifestyle. We help with motivational speaking. Why not the mortgage department too? Mr. Patrick Gannon is going to be joining us. Uh, his, his name is James Patrick Gannon, but he goes by Pat. So uh, we're we going to do that because he's got some connections as well. So as soon as we hashtag him, oh, man, we're going to blow up even more. So, gentlemen. Let's, uh, we're going to talk about the Elimination Chamber because we're on the road to the Chamber, but let's just go around and let's see what's been happening in the world of professional wrestling recently. Um, like we said, shout out to Mikey Mike, uh, Frock Lesnar, because... Can I say something before we go Oh, go, go ahead, man. Tangents. We, I, I figured while we were on the topic of talking about people yes. that are listening to the podcast. Yes. So I was checking out data. Did you know we have listeners from Japan? We do? What? Yeah. We literally have a listener. I think it's a listener. A. From Japan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? We need to do something to expand that market. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what we can do. Eat, uh, you know, Kobe uh, Steakhouse while we're uh, eating the thing. That'd be a little heavy, but that's all right. You know, shout out to Shinsuke. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, God bless you all out there who are dealing with the coronavirus, um, all that stuff. Now, I did see, I did see about that, um, that there are millions more cases of the flu that have been going around uh, and, and it's much more harmful so the coronavirus is just what's popular it's getting a lot of heat right now um, on social media I don't know you know about that <laughs> I, that, that came in handy didn't it heat um, but you know everybody be safe out there just wash your hands and don't like breathe on anybody you know just be careful and drink real beer not corona I mean <laughs> I can imagine how the business of corona the actual beer is doing because of this name associate do you guys think it has any impact oh yeah definitely. I think it does no definitely I, I want to look at their stocks like check it out <laughs> It's like, man, we got all this overload in the warehouse. We got to get rid of this. They're, the, they're a bunch of pissed Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. We, we, we went over into Japan. Something tells me we're in Mexico somewhere. We don't want to piss those people off. We don't want to build a wall in between that viewership. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, anyway. We, uh, we, I, I was just thinking, like, man, if we could get somebody in China with them all being quarantined, we could really, like, skyrocket the, yeah, the listening. Uh, right, yeah. Man, if we hashtag that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, we, uh, that's fantastic. You got those stats, Big Ugly. Thank you for that. Uh, and, and I was looking as well off of all of our other archived episodes, which are available, by the way, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And if you just Google Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, you're going to find us in 10 other places. But, um... We still got, you know, remember the Supremacy episode that was blowing up? Yes. It's like over a thousand full downloads, but, you know, who, you probably 10,000 partial listens at this point in time. You know, we have uh, the one and only baddest man in Maryland, the guy who puts the uh, Z out because, uh, you know, or the Z in Apollo Crews. He's, he's, you know, always blowing up. Brian S. Gamble behind the storm. So much in the archives, man. And it's always blowing up, and we appreciate everybody. So... Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, I'm sorry. You wanted to shake go it off. Was I room? talking about? Uh, you want to go around the room and talk about? Uh, oh, 
Trey oh, yeah. But, yes, and uh, I was shouting out to Frock Lesnar. Goldberg yes. is the universal champion because he... Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're going to get some that. opinions. Yes. Um, he went to Saudi Arabia and faced the fiend Bray Wyatt, who is, at this point, indestructible. Can't take anybody's finish without kicking out at one. Um, he took four lackluster spears, if I want to say that, and a terrible jackhammer. And, uh, uh, okay, obviously... All I'm right, not- but does Goldberg get a pass because of his age? With those lackluster spears and terrible jackhammers. You, like, the man's 50-something. You gotta expect it at this point in time. That That's what's gonna happen. And because he's a name and because he's a Hall of Famer and because he's got drawing value and it's WrestleMania season, we know what the WWE is gonna do. It's just that when you take so much time and energy to build um, and, and build the character, build the Firefly Funhouse, build the, <clears throat> you know, the split personality, and then... Uh, does and this is what I want to go around the room? Does this destroy all of that in one night, or do we just give, like you said, Goldberg a pass? Do we give Saudi Arabia a pass because we know their contract has them getting all the superstars and everything like that? Whoever's got it, go ahead. I, you know, I, I feel like you brought up an interesting point with the Saudi Arabia thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Saudi Arabia is kind of like you know fan fiction. Like it's not canon to what's actually going on in the WWE, (laughs) so like it doesn't really count. Um, But yeah, as far as the Goldberg thing goes, like yeah, you kind of got to give it a pass at this point. No, do we like it? Probably not the majority of us. But um, and then for the Fiend, to me it hurts his character. But if they book him the right way going forward against John Cena, then you know maybe. Maybe it rebuilds the character, and I mean Bray Wyatt seems to have nine lives anyway. He keeps coming back, right. so I don't know. But he didn't even see the thing is he didn't even mention losing the Universal Title. He didn't say anything about getting beat. He just went right on to John Cena. He came out and po- pointed at the WrestleMania sign, and that was it. So, and that was the very next night on and, television. Right, and you know, for me, Tom. All right, so let me ask this. I'm gonna all give right. my opinion. Let me ask. Let me ask you guys this. Right. All right. If this let's let's exchange Goldberg for Undertaker. Okay. He takes four uh, tombstones, mm. and Undertaker gets the pin, and then it plays out the way it played out. Does everybody still feel the same way? As far as being a traditional, as far as it like being like ruining, you know, potentially ruining his character, I, and it. Yeah. I think it does the same exact thing that Goldberg does. Okay. And, and we put uh, these people in the the character of. Uh, you know, just to say if Hulk Hogan were to make a comeback and do the exact same thing and take three leg drops and it's over. It, it's the kind of the same thing. Um, and that's why I want to ask you guys, does it kill the character? Because I think the character just, even like CM Funk just said, just kind of disregarded what happened in Saudi Arabia. It's like he, it has nothing to do with the title. It's just about the fiend. And he came out and said, pointed to WrestleMania, he got John Cena now. And if they book it correctly, which means... There's a hell of a lot of Firefly Funhouse. There's a lot of cool segments on the shows. And then it goes to WrestleMania. And the payoff has got to be The Fiend wins. In my opinion. Right. Fiend does not lose to Goldberg and then six weeks later lose to John Cena. Then there's no more Fiend. That that would kill it. Yes. In my opinion, that's what would kill the character. I don't think the character was killed from the Goldberg thing. I just think what came out of the Goldberg was just choppy storytelling. Yeah. Listen, I don't think that they wanted to, you know, WWE, I don't think wanted to develop this kind of streak 
thing with the fiend where he was never going to lose so eventually it had to happen i think that the way he lost and the fact that it, i didn't see it but i heard that like after he was pinned he immediately got back up he sure did he like popped back up and so i think it was kind of showing you like okay he was down just long enough for three but he immediately recovered so i don't think it killed a character okay. i think what made it choppy was that immediately he just moves on to john cena okay you just lost the biggest prize <laughs> in in the company right and you got pinned like this for the first time mm -hmm. and you're the fiend you're this like beast avenging beast thing mm -hmm. and you just move on from that gotcha it, it, that that's the part it just it just doesn't make sense should they have given it a week they, need, least. they needed to have given it an entire program okay. for this to have made sense okay because this wasn't no blow-off match this was the first and only match right. of these guys period and it's it's over and it's like no one cared either way you know what i'm saying that the story is what was really messed up i feel you and for being storytellers the wwe that's their job Right. Yeah, I got you. And it, and it became evident that the only it became evident that the biggest priority was we just want Goldberg and Roman Reigns, and then we need somebody for John Cena. That's it. It, it, it didn't need to make sense. We just needed this to happen. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's how they got there. Go ahead, Sam. So, so I've, I've got a question to throw out to the group here. Yeah. So with that, you know, we're kind of talking about how you know the Fiend doesn't seem to even care about the championship at mm -hmm. all. How much value? Does the WWE champion or which one is that? Universal. Universal. Sorry, how much value does the Universal title even have anymore? I was just thinking the you same know, what, thing. What is the value of that? Jason, title? Justin, Tucker. Let's get your your view on this. What do you think about the Universal Championship? Like uh, CM Funk just said, is it uh, is it a major player? Is it just is it just there for show? What do you think? I sort of just believe it's a title for SmackDown. Okay. Um, it's good for them. To, it's good for them to have a huge title, but I don't think it's as huge as the world. Okay. Um, and as far as putting Goldberg or um, Undertaker over, I think it's. I think it's just like CM Funk said. Saudi Arabia likes to play fantasy, even mm -hmm. though wrestling is fantasy. They want to play. They 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 want to play. They want to play real old school fantasy because. <laughs> They yeah, they're, the they're, yeah, 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 the, the yeah. They're, 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 they're still catching up to modern times, oh. even though because they've been on communication block for such a long time that, yeah. that they're saying we want Goldberg to win, we want Undertaker to win, mm -hmm. we want we want the classics to win. Okay. Um, and I just think it's the same thing everyone's saying. Um, they just want they just want to put John Cena and Wade. And the fiend together, yep. beat each other up, and they just wanted to get to the point. That's a very good point, and uh, it's it's very much like a video game fantasy. It's very much like what is this guy Puma doing in front of us? I'm sorry, I, I, I think got. He was trying to get to the rest area. Uh, he missed, <laughs> but he's got a, a trailer. Shouldn't he have like a bucket or something back there? I guess if he's driving, I can't. He can't do it. But anyway, um, so the Universal Championship, I. The, the title is only as good as the person who holds it. Uh, if the person who holds it is not doing anything with it, with their, with their character, with their story, with their whatever, then the title is meaningless as it is. So 
if Goldberg is going to use this title to go into WrestleMania, not that he necessarily need to have the championship, but I see the WWE's plan. This is how they're going to put the title back on Roman Reigns and have Roman be overdoing it and finally be the, instead of just this back and forth anticlimactic type of character, he's finally going to be the guy. And WrestleMania is going to cement him as the guy. And that, that's what this is all about. So, as far as the championship, I don't think it means as much right now as it is when Roman Reigns actually takes it at WrestleMania, which I don't see any other way this could happen. Um, and then, as he runs with it for a little while, that will bring more value back to the Universal Championship. What do you think, Big Ugly, about the Universal title? I completely agree. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I can't say that I think it should, it should be that way, but I think that... I also feel like, man, is it me or is it out of nowhere that Roman is being catapulted back to the top? Like, it seemed like they had kind of been holding him at a certain level. Yep. And then just out of nowhere, he's like in the title picture with with Goldberg. Um, they gave him some time after he came back from leukemia. And uh, he, he's been putting everybody else over, basically, at this point yeah. and making everybody else look good. And now, it, yeah, it's kind of out of nowhere. Same thing like this... Uh, Fiend losing the title, and then next day, okay, well, now he's with John Cena. And this is what I'm talking about with, like, just choppy storytelling. So they could have done this differently. Like, they didn't need Super Showdown, and then the next SmackDown changed the entire landscape of the pit. Correct. We needed something in there. Like, even if at Super Showdown, uh, Bray Wyatt uh, was going to lose, the Fiend was going to lose. Sure. We needed an appearance from John Cena. We needed something that... Some something. Uh, what 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 does uh what does Bill uh, uh Bruce Pritchard call it? Uh, gimmicky uh, something. Uh, Kabutkiish. Whatever. <laughs> we needed something like that that set up this Fiend and John Cena thing. It, yeah. Other than that, it, it's just it's just bad storytelling. So, That's it. Yeah. I mean, and now I think it. Whatever their plans were, if they were going to try to stretch it out, and they just all all of a sudden creative panicked and just said, oh, man, we're five weeks out from WrestleMania. we got to do something about this. Hey, listen, so does Roman Reigns and Goldberg get booed? What, what are y'all thinking here? Uh, I think I, Goldberg gets heat. I think Goldberg gets heat, too. I think, because if you've listened to the crowd with Roman lately, thanks to Baron Corbin, uh, just throwing that in there. That's a big uh, part of it. Ro- Roman is back over with the crowd again as a fan favorite, as a face and all, and you know he hasn't he hasn't been getting the booze like he did and you know so i think i think goldberg because people didn't really want goldberg to win either you know I mean, he got booed out of the building on smackdown he the sure did day, so uh, he got booed at saudi arabia uh, but not as bad as on smackdown the next night he got lit up and then roman got the biggest pop ever when he came out to stand in goldberg's by, face by the way one of the best promos ever by both men <laughs> two words each that was it it was done and over with i was so excited so Wait a minute, John Cena and The Fiend had a pretty good promo together. They said no words. It was just After the John Fiend. Cena talked for like 10 minutes. Yeah, right? was, well, yeah. and he was teasing retirement is what he did. Mark Henry said it didn't work because he didn't have the um, the uh, the peach-colored jacket. Right. Because when Mark Henry teased retirement that one time and actually uh, went, went heel against John Cena, that was beautiful. It was good. Oh, that was the best uh, tease of retirement ever. So, okay. So we, we're, we're saying it's choppy storytelling. 
obviously they had a grand plan to put this together at WrestleMania and they, they have plans past WrestleMania. It's just kind of in between, which is where we happen to fall with Elimination Chamber, <laughs> um, which we're going to talk about in a minute. That's kind of what's happening. So we got to expect this by the WWE by now. There's a lot more fluent storytelling going on in, say, AEW <laughs> with a lot of uh, character development going on over there. And, and, and we just talked about Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho is... He is AEW. He is <laughs> AEW, and he is probably the most consistent overall professional wrestling performer that there is today. And he's doing a lot of other ventures. He's doing podcasting. He's doing with his band, Fozzie. Um, does anybody have anything else well, negative to say so, about I mean, Jericho? I mean, here's the thing. You know, a lot of times when you ask people, you know, our age or, or, or even older, sure. who, like, you know, Who's the goat, right? You, you get a lot gotcha. of Rick, you get a lot of Rick Flairs, you get a lot of Shawn Michaels, you know. Yeah. Should Jericho be in that conversation uh, with the kind of career that he's had? Absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. He, he is like. Did uh, you say kind, top five? Yeah, I kind of said it off the air here. I, you know, I said he has quietly crept into the top five conversation. You know, of, of greatest of all time, and you know, I mean, most of those guys when you're talking the top five, they're like one A, one B, one C, one D. I mean, yeah. they're they're kind of interchangeable. So, yeah, for me, like if I were putting up my top ever, he'd be like probably number three behind, say, Flair and Stone Cold, in in my personal opinion. So. Yeah. Uh, I, he's just—he's fantastic. No matter what he does, it's—it's it's spot on, and and it gets over with the crowd. And he—he he just has the connection that not everybody's got. So um, it's just amazing to watch him perform. And he's so interchangeable. Like no matter what crowd he's in, or what city he's in, or what storyline he's in, he—he he will either make you love you or hate you. There is no middle ground. Like there's never a quiet moment when Jericho's out there. Like that's that's what you want to do, and he's done that forever. When he was a cruiserweight, when he was, you know, popping the fans, doing all that stuff before people were even doing it, all the high spots and stuff like that. And then when he became a main eventer, and he, you know, did he deserve it? Did he not? He showed that he deserved it every time. He worked hard in that ring. He worked hard on the promos, and he's so multi talented. What do you think, uh, Jason? Uh, do you uh, are you a Chris Jericho fan? Definitely. There you go been a fan for a long time WCW anything he's done um, not much into watching AEW but I do watch it off and on take a look look at at some matches but uh, definitely he's he's one of my top five that's great Uh, I see Jericho is and uh, you know, while we're while we're talking about it, I, I want to get everybody's kind of top five ish. You know, you don't have to be specific, but if you got for people to throw up there, uh, and one more thing before I throw that, so. Becky Lynch has turned into this. She is the greatest of all time. She's really feeling herself out there right now. Is this a heel turn? Is it subtle? Because this is what people don't like normally when people go out there and say, "I'm better than you." You know what I mean? It's kind of what Sasha Banks was doing a year ago before she left. Um, but let's let's get in we'll get into our top five. But let's go around the room. Big Ugly, I'm gonna start with you on this one. What is this for Becky Lynch? This coming out pimping out. What is she, what is this? What do you think? Um, wait, who is she feuding with right now? I'm is, so is escaping me. She has nothing actually. When we go to the Elimination Chamber today, whoever wins the Elimination Chamber match is going to go on to face her at WrestleMania. But the only thing recently has been Shayna Baszler came up from NXT and bit her on the back of the neck. 
right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Thank, thanks for jogging yeah. that. So, I, I don't think that this is a heel turn for her. Um, I think it's. I think she's just supposed to be appealing to like the cool crowd of people that look at themselves and be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm dope." You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I don't think she's quite yet gone overboard with it to make her heelish. So, and with her being, I mean, she's pretty much still the top star. Sure. You know, it's pretty much her and Roman as like the faces of WWE at this point. Yep. So I, I don't think that she's turning heel. She's okay. just feeling herself, as you said. Yeah. And I, I think it's supposed to come across as just I'm almost like Stone Cold. Like okay. Stone Cold would tell you he was the toughest SOB. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But it didn't mean he was a heel. Like people loved it. You know, I think it's supposed to be that. So this is supposed to be the anti-hero. Yes. Very much like, and she's had shades of Stone Cold before, but this is really like going out on a limb. I don't know if this is in her personality or not. It's gotta be. She's a performer. What do you think, CM Funk? I mean, is this, uh, I, you know, how do you I feel normally I would say it's a it's the beginnings of a heel turn and and you know at the end of the, line, the day it still could be but the timing of it makes no sense to me since she's feuding with Shayna Baszler who is a perceived heel right like you know so why would you build for WrestleMania match heel versus heel that just True. doesn't to me it, the timing doesn't make any sense that that it's a heel turn but. Um, it could but, be a very slow burn. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't get it. It feels out of character for Becky Lynch to yeah. you know, go around saying how she's the greatest and flaunting it. It'd be one thing to say the greatest and just go and back it up, but then to just flaunt it without any kind of you know backup to it. Yeah, like all she's doing is commentary and backstage. Yeah, That's just, how she's flaunting it. But isn't her character in general, like the man, isn't that already... You're already kind of flaunting this idea that you are the best. Yeah, but you're flaunt, you're flaunting it without flaunting it. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense, but like like you're not being like over the top with, with yes, like Stone okay. Cold wasn't over the top. He just came out came out said I'm the toughest sob and I'm going to stomp a mud hole in you and that's yeah. it. You know he didn't go where he wasn't being flashy. She's being flashy and like really calling herself out and like trying to get all of the. So she's pulling like a. Stone Cold slash Ric Flair kind of thing. Because Ric Flair wore $10,000 robes every time. He he teased his hair up. You know, he came out and he told you. Now, whether you liked him or hate him, and that was all dependent upon the storyline he was in and the person he was facing. He wore the town that he was in. But, you know, this is an odd odd shift for the character, but I, I kind of like it because Becky Lynch as the man was getting a little stale, to be perfectly honest with you. I wasn't buying it. And now that there was nothing for her to latch on to, like her and Asuka, the, mo- the most exciting thing about that was Asuka. But we also kind of knew that when she went down, that was it. Asuka was going back to the tag team thing. Um, so it'll give her something interesting to do. And like you said, CM Funk, it's kind of a... She is being... And, and even uh, Big Ugly. This is kind of the anti-hero facing... You, you can't have a good guy like a face, bite the back of your neck and draw blood. So, obviously, Shayna Baszler is the heel right now. So, let's see how this plays out. I gotta say, and we'll get into Elimination Chamber in a minute, I don't see any other route but Shayna Baszler winning the Elimination Chamber match. Does anybody see anybody else? It's Ruby War- Ruby Riot, Sarah Morgan, Natalia. Um, who am I missing? Ruby Riot, Sarah... Logan, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's in it, right? Oscar and Oscar's in it. Yeah. Oscar's oh, okay, in it, yeah. good. And and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. So does everybody agree that Shayna, because of the storyline that they're trying to perceive, is she going to win? Everybody. So, uh, so I'm going to before everybody says yes, <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, not so fast, my friend. Um, 
I, I, I got a, I've, I've heard rumors that Vince is not actually high on Shayna Baszler at all. Really? And, and Baszler is a complete push from Paul Heyman, despite her track record in NXT. Wow. And I actually agree with this because I don't see Shayna Baszler being a main eventer either. In NXT was one thing, in a small stage, but the, her style of wrestling in the ring does not lend itself to the main WWE you wow. know, Raw or SmackDown stage, in my personal opinion. Strong. So I've never really watched one of her matches, but I did read that people consider her boring. Is that, is that yes, correct? Yes, I would agree. Oh. Yeah. She's she's a little bit of a shoot fighter. Yes. I mean, she's trying really hard to implement all, like uh, ultimate fighting and whatever, but yes, the matches are... It, the people that are in the best matches with her are her opponents. Like that, it, it would not surprise me if Asuka got the biggest pop of all of the uh, f- female superstars in that match, and they did a quick 180, and they rebuild to Asuka against Becky Lynch, which I think could still be main event caliber compared to Baszler and, I, and even Becky. Though they just, I think so. I would like to see it. I know Asuka's your girl. Yeah. Even though they just did it at the Royal and Rumble, can they build a different story to WrestleMania? I love what Asuka's character. Like, her heel character is good. Yeah, and it would be a rubber match. You know, the two Royal Rumble matches, and then cap it off with a ru- rubber match at WrestleMania between Becky and Asuka. If anybody else would win that match, it would be her. Yeah, uh, yeah that would be... Yeah, the other people are just fillers. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got to have that. So, okay, that's very interesting. And you know what? That is the town and the building where Asuka won the Royal Rumble. The first women's Royal Rumble, so they that that crowd would be hot, and you know that elimination chamber has to be the main event because it's leading into the Becky Lynch WrestleMania match. So, do they want to piss everybody off and have Shayna Baszler win at the end of this thing? Pro, you know, it, it would be a nice switch. I gotta say that the WWE likes to go in the direction that they're going. So, if, but if Shayna Baszler doesn't win then does that mean that all of that other stuff is pointless? That's what I'm, I'm thinking. It, like I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we saw what just happened with Goldberg and The Fiend. So <laughs> WWE is not afraid we know what to they just can cut do. stuff. Yeah. But it does kind of render all of that stuff pointless between Shayna Baszler and... Yeah, but, uh, but or just, just puts it in the back pocket for something later down, down the, road. the road. Yeah, I mean, because think of how many times that WWE has just all of a sudden dropped the storyline. Like, no rhyme, no reason. All of a sudden, it just got dropped, and the next thing you know, they're into something else. I mean, look at look at the um, the Rusev and Liv Morgan and Ooh. Lashley and Lana thing. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that got dropped immediately almost after the wedding, and that was months. it. months. Right. So, like, they, I, I don't think, if they don't feel like it's going to be pay off for a WrestleMania and all, like, Vince will not be afraid to change the, uh, the match. I mean, he did it with the having Goldberg against Roman and having... Um, Cena against Bray, like those weren't the original matches that were talked about, and you know. So there's also the possibility that they could swerve us, have Oscar win tonight, be the number one contender, and have Shayna not go away. And then WWE loves to pull their triple threat. Oh, please no! Please, <laughs> you know what I'm no. talking about to get everybody on that 17-hour uh, WrestleMania yeah, card. I know. Please don't. Yeah. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Don't even speak it into existence. <laughs> don't mention it. I apologize. <laughs> uh, and I, I'll only say one thing to in about this whole Asuka, Shayna, Becky Lynch show thing. So, if Shayna does win, to me, the one way to get the pop and to get the excitement behind it, and this goes back to what Mike, uh, what, uh, what uh, Dirty Mike just said about um, being in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Well, when Asuka won the first Women's Royal Rumble match, who came out at the very end to make Ronda her WWE? Rousey. Ronda made her first appearance. So, hey, 
bring Ronda out. She's a friend of Shayna Baszler and start to build that way, maybe, you know, get some excitement behind it. But, I okay, I, w- I would pop for that. I would. <laughs> now, we got to make sure that we don't walk out of the building when we think the show is over because <laughs> you CM Funk, you and I almost did that. Yes. And we heard the, uh, the Joan Jett music yes. and it was like, oh shit. Pardon my language. Um, all right. So. Let's let's go back uh, a little bit. I know, uh, and thank you, Big Ugly, for uh, taking care of our audio equipment back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Top five. Yeah, how's your arm doing? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so you can switch arms or whatever you want to do. Um, or if we need to take a break, you just let us know, and then we'll come back. But uh, top five. Uh, let's start with Jason, Justin, Tucker. Just throw out some names. Again, doesn't have to be specific, but uh, you know, who's your top five? Who's in there? All right, I have to go with. Uh someone deceased Eddie Guerrero okay he's definitely one of my top five awesome I'll go back to Chris Jericho okay I'll go to Stone Cold yeah and I'll go and I'll go back to everyone's populars I'm going with Hogan hey now nothing wrong with that Hulkamania big ugly alright let's see I'm going with uh, Shawn Michaels hey uh, Stone Cold yep Chris Jericho there you go I'm, what am I at three yep um can I do a tie? Sure. All right. I'm doing a tie between Bret Hart and Triple H. Okay. Right. And um, last one is The Rock. Hey. No particular order. It's no particular good. order. Yeah, no, no particular <laughs> I just want to fit. Bret. No problem. You got them all in there. Yeah. CM Funk. Uh, mine are actually in order from one to five. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've had a lot of time. Like Jericho's five, number three. Five minutes. To, exactly. Uh, five <laughs> minutes to think about this. But, uh, no, Ric Flair's number one for me all time. We'll never come out of that spot. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, number two. Chris Jericho, as I mentioned earlier, number three. I've got Undertaker at number four and uh, The Hawkster at number five. Looking forward to talking about The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia in just a minute. Oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> And uh, in no particular order, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I got I got to go with, uh, you know, it, it's kind of tough uh, if I want to throw that. Ric Flair's definitely got to be in there. And um, I, I got to put Jericho in there. I can't, I'm thinking of all these other names that are kind of like tying. And then Jericho's just got to be in there. Um, so... You know, we all have different Mount Rushmores of wrestling for different reasons, um, but it's always interesting to hear that answer. Uh, and real quick, before we jump to back to the Elimination Chamber, how about The Undertaker winning the ever-prestigious first and only time ever Quackley Cup or whatever the hell it was, where he didn't even take the cup. He just... Uh, he just, uh, they just panned the camera onto it. But it was basically an entire tournament over a whole hour that AJ Styles did pretty well. And then he got choke slammed to hell in Saudi Arabia. It was actually a pretty good choke slam. Well, thank you, AJ, for that, because that's all him. And then The Undertaker won without even taking his robe or his hat off. How's your top uh, five looking now? Same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can forgive anything with The Undertaker in the last five years. So, uh, you know, my, my vote for him on that is, you know, previous work. Okay, and, uh, gotcha. Yeah, um... I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in Taker and AJ Styles, if Taker was about 15 years younger, but... Uh, AJ could make him look good. Yeah, regardless. exactly. I mean, if there's anybody in the world that one day will be top five material, it will be AJ Styles, and uh, and this is just another way to you know put a notch in his belt, so... 
And wasn't it you that said, uh, you know, this was Undertaker's choice? Like, he wanted to work with yeah, AJ Styles? That's kind of what I was reading, is that, you know, he gets to have his pick, which makes sense. And uh, he said he wanted to work with AJ, and why wouldn't AJ want to work with Undertaker? Amen. At, you get a WrestleMania match? WrestleMania, yeah. I mean, so. So, right. what, what do you think, Big Ugly? We got AJ Styles versus Aleister Black in a no-disqualification match tonight at the Elimination Chamber. Do we hear the gong go off? Whether he's there or not, do we get the tease? I mean, I think you, I think you have to at this point. Uh, you got to, I mean, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Like, you, you, yeah, you got to start. We're a month away or so. We, you got to start building that. So, I mean, I would hope so. Um, that would be pretty dope. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, I, I hope he's there. Yeah, yeah, well, Philadelphia is known for Undertaker appearances too. Back in the Royal Rumble that nobody ever talks about in 2004 with Chris Benoit. Oh, by the way, I got a nice Chris Benoit. Yeah, oh, sorry. A nice Chris Benoit story doesn't really work. But, uh, so back then, it was like the middle of the Royal Rumble. Kane had buried the Undertaker alive back in October the previous year. And whatever the next entrant was, countdown clock, all you heard was the gong. That's it. Lights went out, place popped. It was a fantastic moment, and uh, I think we could get that again. I hope he's there, but I do believe it'll be the tease. Uh, either way, we got to get that storyline going. We, Taker wasn't at Mania last year, right? Correct. No, he wasn't. Right, right. So, so we were wondering Big about Ugly, that. Big Ugly, you still need your Undertaker moment, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you need it because. And then I remember the only time I ever heard the tease when I went to a Raw. It was the Raw before the CM Punk and Undertaker match, and Undertaker did not show up to that Raw. It was just another tease. That was it. So, yeah, right. I have to see the Undertaker in person. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah, we and I know you want your Undertaker moment. Would, that would be great to have him come down and do this. And AJ Styles and Aleister Black, that's actually a sleeper matchup. Not that it would put us to sleep, but I think that could be – that's got a potential to be really good. Um. I'll be honest, I forgot that was on the card. I so. just why I bring it up. This is why we have these conversations. Without notes, very, very impressive. Not notes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only reason I think that this could be intriguing, not only could the match be hard-hitting, but I think, like Big Ugly said, we got to further that storyline. It, we got to get it in. Um, so, uh, let's see. What else is on this chamber? Um, we'll get back to the second chamber match in a minute. We do have uh, Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade for the United yeah, States we Championship. Keep, we keep moving on. Right. All right, moving on. I we saw do that have... on Raw the last like seven weeks in a row. So and, and the matches, I say haven't been terrible, but I, I just still, yeah, we'll move on. We got Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan that may be in the kickoff show, but it's going to be fine. We got it. It's going to be great. That's one of the places the Yes Movement started back in Philadelphia. So. Let's, let's do that. We also have three-on-one for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, the champion Braun Strowman facing Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Who won the Royal Rumble in that very building? Uh, it's a three-on-one championship. Man. That's right. How is this even supposed to work? So I'm guessing whoever gets the pinfall or submission would actually carry the title. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some pops out of that crowd on that match. We'll see. You mean they're not going to have the Freebird rule for the Intercontinental title? That would be awesome, wouldn't it be? Yeah. That I, I don't like the new title belt, but uh, you know that could be what they do. And this is why we left so early, guys, because you never know. There's a, something on the left side. Something. Um, so yeah, traffic. Shout out to traffic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's getting major heat right now. It's major heat on the traffic. 
Uh, let's see. What else do we have? It's gold dust and rotting pipe. Gold? Oh, wow. <laughs> How about that? That was uh, the Hollywood backlot brawl, <laughs> which we could get next year. Well I, mean, well, I guess not from either one of them because one's dead and the other one's in AEW. I mean, we could get a similar. It's Hollywood, so we're going to get a lot of cool uh, promos and features. Um, all right. So let's see. Where we were was uh, we've got that stuff happening. I don't know if there's any other matches, if I can remember correctly. But we do have the Elimination Chamber with six tag teams in it. And every single tag team has the ability to steal the show. Um, this will probably lead off the show, I would think, the main Wait, show. How many, how many Elimination Chamber matches are there? Two. We get two. All right. We get the women's. We get the women's and we get for the... Uh, was tag, it tag team titles? Is it oh, the so SmackDown tag so team titles? So there's no yes. male elimination chamber nope. this year. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So we thought there might be three because there was a promo where Sheamus cut in the backstage saying, "I'm going to be in the elimination chamber," but I don't see how that's possible now. Right. But okay. uh, we do have the new day, which we've got. We got the new day started way way back. Yeah. At that um, building. At, at that building. very building. Yeah. Remember that, Jason? I do. Oh, man, that was great. That was double-fisting cheesesteak day. That was. Oh, my God. That's when I was 260 pounds. Um, let's see. We got the, <clears throat> we got the New Day. New we got, Day? We got um, the Usos. Usos. We got uh, Ziggler and Rude, who have actually earned the right to go into the chamber last with their SmackDown victory. That's right. Uh, we do have Tucker and Otis, where they're still kind of teasing this whole thing with Mandy and Dolph Ziggler, which is... I want to see that pay off. I love that storyline still. Um, we do have... Uh, Miz and Morrison. Thank you. Champions. They are the champions. See, I forgot that quickly. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Yeah, Miz and Morrison. That's Has Morrison's our, return been together? lackluster? It's a whack champ. Um, so far, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, he's definitely not what he used to be. And Miz and Morrison 10 years ago... Uh, we're, we're the team. I mean, that's what they did. But uh, there's just so much, so, so many people out there and so much content now that they are, they're doing their jobs. I just don't think it's... Yeah, he's, I, I kind of feel like it's holding Miz back. Like, okay. it's like they're using Miz, I feel like, to reintroduce Morrison and right. they're trying to, you know, spark that chemistry they had from before. Right. But just as you said, I think they're out there doing their job. But I feel like, you know, Miz is so great. I feel like he could really be getting pushed up there to the upper card, but he's kind of like being held back to to kind of bring Morrison along. And yeah, I don't think it's benefiting him. Yeah, I think he's kind of like Johnny Letdown now, as opposed to <laughs> wow. That's strong. He is so talented, though. I mean, but I tell you, he got main main event status in Lucha. He got main event status in TNA Impact. Yes, that's still there. Um, but it's and, and maybe thinking back on it now, when you're sitting here talking about how he was main eventing Lucha, main eventing Impact, maybe being like low mid card on uh, WWE is probably about as high as he was going to get anyway. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. it's sure. about the same when you main event Impact. Sure. So, and, and you know, we got. I'm, I'm missing some teams, I think. Oh, the Lucha House Party's in this match for some reason. Yeah, oh, I know why. because it's all six teams that are in SmackDown. <laughs> right. And I think every one of these teams has potential to, like, do crazy stuff off the chamber and use the chamber creatively. I think that's going to be a very entertaining match. Whether it does anything for anybody moving forward, maybe, maybe not, but I think that's going to be a very entertaining match. Um, Wait, hold on. You said Lucha House Party and who? So it's, it's it's Lucha House Party. It's Miz and Morrison. It's Heavy Machinery. Oh, oh okay. All right. This it's is elimination. Six teams. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't even know Lucha House Party is still around. I must oh, be yeah. missing something. Okay. They've been on the uh, the come down segments, gotcha. but they've been doing all right. All right, yeah. I, and I forgot come, one. The come down is Sunday night heat. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, tag teams, we do have another match on the card that I that I forgot. Um, so the new Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. Oh yeah are facing the Monday Night Messiah, which I actually love the gimmick, Seth Rollins. I do like the gimmick. I think it has a potential to go a lot of places if they stick with it. And uh, who's his partner? Buddy Murphy? No, Murphy. Murphy. I'm sorry, they got rid of the buddy. He's no longer your buddy. Apologize. He's just Smurfy Murphy. So they got the the reset for the Tag Team Championship. And they've been hinting towards... I I don't think Murphy works as a one name. No. Like uh, you, like Cesaro, Cesaro works. It's like a unique name, you know. Andrade, M- Murphy, no. Murphy. No, I, th- I, I just remember that from Robocop. You need something else. <laughs> that was Alex Murphy. Murphy. Um, so we got that match. Can I can I just real quick uh, get in on this uh, Street Profits? Uh, get in on it. Conversation. Yep. I know there really wasn't one, but anyway, <laughs> uh, like, am I the only one who's really not all that thrilled by the Street Profits? No. Like Montez Ford seems to be getting the bigger push of the two Street Profits, uh, and absolutely. and I actually like the other guy better than huh. Montez Ford, but I can't think of his name for some reason, which maybe that you that's, know means that, something. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Montez Ford gets all the mic time. Yeah, right. you know that's the thing. I think that Montez. I think that Montez Ford is the most athletic one. Like he has the look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's tall, athletic, high flyer, and it's obvious he's the most comfortable on the mic. But sometimes I find his personality be a little too much. Like, he goes a little too far yeah. when he needs to, like, scale it back just yeah. a bit. Right. And then when he goes too far, it's, like, really not hooking anybody. And it's like, okay, man, you just blocked a blood vessel and nobody really listened to you. Yeah. I yeah. feel you. But I, I, I did enjoy when he would start doing the rocks gimmick. Yeah. And his boy would cut him off that. that yeah. I like See, they got fun stuff backstages yeah, and their Saturday like, Night Live segments or whatever. I, I, I as well am not completely sold on them. I, I, I enjoy them, but yeah, okay. I right. don't, I don't know. They're not the New Day. Let's just put it. No, down. no. Yeah, that, that's the way I can sum it up. I will say that the biggest push and the pop that they got when uh, they actually won the tag titles off of Rollins and Murphy, uh, that was actually pretty cool. I can't say I watched the entire match all the way up to that because it was three segments long, but I can say that the last segment, the finish, was very cool. But but keep in mind, Kevin Owens interfered to help them win the title. Exactly. So, which I would assume is going to happen again tonight. Too. More than likely. So. Because I think we're heading towards Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins in a one-on-one matchup with, for no title at WrestleMania. Goodness, I hope so, for as long as this storyline has been going on. So. <laughs> I do like the Monday Night Messiah. I want them to go along with it. And he said, Seth Rollins said he was going to crucify somebody. So we haven't seen that back in, since old old school ECW or The Undertaker doing it to Stephanie. Big, and Big Boss Man, right? Didn't he get crucified? Did he? Oh. Did he, he got hung. In Philadelphia, yeah. born and raised, he got hung <laughs> from the hell in the cell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what Edge and Christian, like the brood, got involved in that. Oh, man. They descended from the ceilings, from the rafters. Before Owen Hart passed away that year. Speaking of Edge and Christian, man, <laughs> what do you guys think about the uh, Randy Orton, okay. RKO, and Bethany? Hey, let's get the. Hey, I hope we get a spot or a segment of something about them tonight because Edge is supposed to be on the Raw tomorrow. I love it. Yeah, I think it's dope. I love. Well, and I know you're not the biggest Edge fan, uh, Sam Funk. 
not the biggest Edge fan. No, no, no but I, I love the storyline. Come on now. I mean, Randy Orton might be doing some of his best mic work that uh, he's absolutely. ever done in his career. And and watching Beth Phoenix eat a um, RKO, fantastic. We uh, knew it was coming, too. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but the thing was, Randy Orton's shoot promo before that was genius. Yeah. I mean, it was just incredible. Oh, crap. I missed the promo. I'm you got to watch that. Don't watch it on Hulu. You got to watch the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, it was a, it was beautiful. Beth Phoenix came out, and she started talking, and Randy Orton almost cut her off immediately and just sauntered down the ring, and it was beautiful. He tried to hug her, like, before he even started <laughs> talking, and the crowd popped, like, and gave heat for that. Oh, my God. And you know what? I do kind of like this little fact that Beth Phoenix actually kicked Randy Orton first, and uh, then Randy retaliated. Yeah. Like it wasn't not it, she instigated it. You know what I mean? Right. It was. Yeah. He was provoked, so right. to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, he, could, he could say. Yeah. But, so, like CM Funk, you knew it was coming. Oh yeah. But the no, thing no, was, no. how they got there, genius. Yeah. I want to see a segment of something of them tonight. I want to see something. Because that match, and I, I have read this, and I know it'll never happen, but that match could main event WrestleMania without the titles. You're talking about Edge and Orton? Edge and Orton. I, with, I actually agree with you. After nine years sitting, yeah, of this Edge, and then Randy Orton, like Sam Funk said, doing his best work. What do you, I mean, plus it'll be at midnight, too, so you don't want a major championship at midnight. But <laughs> no, we found that out. We found year. that out. Although I, I'm not convinced that those two guys could give you a match to keep you awake at that time. Uh, if they do it, if they call it a main event match and do it in the end, at the in the middle of the show, give them no time limit. I do want to stay left here. Right? You want to stay left. Uh, you can take 4.95 or 95, whichever you feel more comfortable with. Because it'll both get us to the same place. All right. This is actually an ad for Philadelphia. This is an ad. <laughs> because we have crossed over into Delaware with our conversation, Big Ugly. I think we've probably been talking for an hour. So I appreciate you holding it up there. Um, so that's the chamber. We're, we're excited. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do a little wrap-up a little bit later on uh, when we're coming back from the chamber, when we're all blown up, uh, as we're trying to get out of the parking lot probably. Uh, but we'll be all right. We'll play some Car Wars with the truck. And uh, so, yeah, this Edge Randy Orton thing is is gold. It's wonderful. I, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, Big Ugly, I hope we're talking about your Undertaker moment a little bit later. And uh, J- uh, Jason, Justin yes. Tucker, what are you most looking forward to in the, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Um, the live chamber, a certain match? Just the chance, just the pay-per-view itself, pretty much. There you go. I pretty much just watch Raw. I don't watch much SmackDown, so... Hey, that sounds familiar. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what they're doing completely. I see little blurbs online. Someone won, this person won, but... So, pretty much the Raw involved ones are the ones I'm looking forward to. We're going to be all right. And, uh, by the way, uh, Stone Cold is supposed to return to Monday Night Raw on 316. So, oh, look at that. How about that? Catch a few beers, hit somebody with a stunner, Amen. and I'm good. That's it. That's good. And, and that's it. And he'll yeah. be back for the WrestleMania probably to, to get to watch. Uh, you know, and I, I did see that there's, that there's a lot that can happen in between now and then, and it's going to be fun to watch. So we are going to take a break. Now, to you guys listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, it's going to be a short break because you're going to hear that, that fun song. But to us, it's going to be, 
you know, maybe seven, eight hours. A little bit later, <laughs> we're going to talk to you after the elimination chamber. Big Ugly, what are you most looking forward to today? Uh, I'm fat, so the food. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we are doing then, it, we are doing it too sweet. Yeah, too and, sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, the, the women's uh, elimination chamber. Okay. I'm because now that we've started this conversation, I'm very interested to see if they're going to give it to Oscar or Shayna. Those are only two people that really make sense. Amen. So I'm 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 very intrigued. I was about to say the same thing. In the beginning of our conversation, I couldn't see a way other than Shayna Baszler winning. But now, since we've gotten the expert uh, opinions of our uh, illustrious panel here, I gotta say I would like to see it happen the other way. And if that match is going to be last, I don't want to see the building. I, first of all, I don't want to be in the middle of a riot. Okay. So that would be because that happened when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble that year. Well, that was, Ruby Riot will be in the, uh, the match, so. <laughs> so we will see that. Um, I'm just looking forward to it, man. It's too sweet. And uh, shout-outs to the, the current uh, Hall of Fame class with Batista, with the NWO, with the Bella Twins, and now with JBL going into the Hall of Fame. Come on now. i, I got to say, that's, that's, I've been asking for that for years. Got to be, gotta be happy about that. Um, so wait, do we have a headliner yet? I, I'm assuming it's Batista and the NWO. That, yeah, because they ain't got announced first. Yeah. So okay. I guess they're. So I guess it's it's probably Batista, right? I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's probably going last. Right. They haven't. Uh, well, they announced two women, and they announced the Bellas, and they're also a tag team, but they haven't announced an actual. Well, they have, they have a faction, a woman. So they got. It's a pretty good class, actually. We're getting to the point now where the Attitude Era is starting to be the full class of Hall of Famers. Right. right. Um, yeah. So, and and yet they're still going to be on uh, the WrestleMania pay per view. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wrestling. Which is, it's yeah. amazing. Good lord. Unbelievable. All right. Thank you very much for listening to us. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast after the Elimination Chamber. Stay tuned. Woo. Podcast. I am still Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are hit the road jack, and we're going to come back eventually. We got CM Funk behind the wheel of the truck. What's up? What's up? And we got Jason, Justin Tucker hanging with us. What's Yo. Up? Yo. So, we just came from the two sweet, sweet letter I, in the elimination chamber, and we had a couple of extra members in our suite. I think, but uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they just were walking around and needed a place to sit, but that's okay. Uh, we did fine. It was very nice experience. We got treated very well. Lots of great food. We walked some of it off, heading back to our executive parking lot on the other side of the uh, <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. Private parking. Yeah, pretty much. It's fantastic. Private parking. Uh, and we even had a private route out because... Uh, we, 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 we were doing what we were told, and we were kind of seeing parts of Philadelphia that nobody else sees. Um, so, it was a good time. Uh, we all had fun, and uh, a lot of things happened that we anticipated happening. Um, Miz and Morrison uh, kept 
the uh, Tag Team Championships, I believe, after a very entertaining Elimination Chamber from the tag teams. Uh, lots of holy shit moments. Lots of Lucha house party. Lots of uh, Otis going through stuff. Very good, very entertaining. And uh, first match of the night, the dark match, the Viking Raiders against, what was it, Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins. That was... Uh, all right. It was the dark match on the Elimination Chamber pre-show. So, there that, you go. That explains it right there. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That actually started off pretty hot. It was a good match, guys. It was, uh, was a good match, yes. It was a good match. Daniel Bryan uh, won. And uh, then we had, uh, what was it, another one-on-one match, I think. <laughs> Why can't I remember? It was... Um, Somebody. Andrade against oh, yeah, Andrade, Humberto yeah. Carrijo. Yeah, right. right. And uh, when Andrade kept it, he rolled, he hooked the tights. And he won in a semi-entertaining match. However, there was a fantastic high spot where they were both on the top rope and Humberto Carrillo did a Hurricane Rana jumping off the top rope onto Andrade That's down right. to the mat. That was pretty cool. Not, they are very good in the ring. Still don't care about Carrillo. Hey. Not many people do. It's okay. Then we had our first Elimination Chamber, which we just talked about. Miz and Morrison won, but a lot of nice storytelling. A lot of of nice spots. Good stuff in there. Oh, there was one spot when one of the Lucha Underground uh, tried to do a Spider-Man onto the the chamber and almost uh, killed himself. He, uh, you know, came almost head first down, but he caught himself into the chamber and then climbed back up. And then another one uh, did the whole... Scaling the top of the chamber and uh, moonsaulted uh, down. I think that was the same one. Yeah, it was Kalisto. <laughs> was it him, the same guy? Kalisto the whole time. Damn yeah. him. Yeah. What is wrong with him? So Grand Metalik was not in the match at all because it was Lince Dorado was the other one, right? I don't know. We never found out. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that watched at home, you would know better than we would at this point. They probably would have announced it on the commentary. Yeah. So then after that, we had a match, which was um, something. Was that the tag titles? No. It wasn't after that. No, it was AJ against... Uh, oh, AJ Alistair and Black. Alistair Black, which was uh, started with a collar and elbow tie-up and a no-disqualification match. That's just a little pet peeve. But towards the end, it looked like it was three-on-one. However, we had the gong. Big Ugly, you had your Undertaker yeah, moment. I finally had my Undertaker moment, man, and it was awesome. There you go. Had a good time with that. And then uh, Alistair Black won with the Black Mass. And that was cool. Then we had can, our tag. Can, can I just, uh, just real quick on the whole Alistair Black uh, finisher, the Black Mask? Yeah. Does anybody or has anybody in the history of uh, wrestling thrown a better back spin kick than uh, Alistair Black? I'm going to say no. Yeah, man. His feet are, his, fit, his footwork is great. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Genius angle. And it's very precise. Yes, you know, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. It looks stiff, but... You know, it's probably not. Yeah. It just looks good. It's amazing how, if he can pull that kick every time, it's just, that's amazing. So, good for him. So, it looks like we set ourselves up for Undertaker and now AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Um, Then we had the tag title match. And then we got this guy. uh, He had one too many uh, Steve Weisers leaving there. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it looks like the Street Profits retained their titles. With a little help from the Viking Raiders taking out uh, the AOP and Kevin Owens eating popcorn. That was a great spot by Kevin Owens. (laughs) I I enjoyed that throw. 
Yeah, Kevin Owens maybe outside of Undertaker, maybe pop of the night for right for yes. his appearance. So. And I think they were plan uh, like planning ahead for it because the entire crowd turned around and saw that they were getting ready with security for that aisleway that he was coming in. Oh, excuse me. Oh, aisleway he was coming in through the fran- through the fans. Um. Then we had the three-on-one Intercontinental title match where Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental Championship after doing little to no work. I don't know if they're going to have free free bird uh, rules there, CM Funk. I mean, I don't know. They, I feel like they kind of just are actually putting it on Sami Zayn um, from what it sounds like. Yeah, d- well, they, d- disappointing. They did announce him as the winner of the Intercontinental title did. belt. So, uh, and I don't know what that commentary they were getting over. And, and it's like technically... I feel like they're not an official team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, they're just kind of individuals in a clique. So right. I, I don't think the Freebird rule could, could fly with them. No, but it would make it so much more intriguing and interesting. It would. It would. It would add some dynamic to the story. Yeah. Oh, I got to go back. Uh, Angelo Dawkins pounced the shit out of uh, Murphy. I'm sorry, it was Rollins. Because yeah. Rollins and uh, was uh, out there with Kevin Owens yeah. with the popcorn spot. Yeah. That, he got that, pounced. Yes. yes. <laughs> that looked great. Ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Braun Strowman lost the Intercontinental title to Sami Zayn. Uh, and then they had the, oh, Kubik, the elimination. I'm apologizing. Yeah, yeah, come on. Power through, man. Power elimination through. Chamber. The women. So, and they had no main eventers coming. I mean, The Undertaker did make an appearance. Oh, and it was pretty cool seeing The Undertaker get ushered back uh, after, you know, he was under the ring hiding where all the guys in hoodies came down. And then they had a dark blackout, and then they uh, ran him up the ramp. That's what I said. I've yeah. never seen The Undertaker run so fast ever <laughs> in my life. Of course, if you were watching from home, you they wouldn't have. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be on commercial. But, that yeah. was just a nice little live thing to see. Yeah. And then the uh, women's elimination chamber, a couple of good spots. Sarah Logan diving off the uh, top of one of the pods, um, and also Liv Morgan getting wrapped around a couple of times. Uh, Ruby Riot took a nice little dive. Oh, actually, she got power bombed, I think, on the outside. And, and uh, literally every person got choked out. Yeah, it was uh, the V. Well, what was before the V trigger? It was uh, something, and then V trigger, and then choke out. Yeah, she was doing like this little slam. Oh, right, that little uh, upside slam thing. And then she uh, eliminated everybody, and now she will go on. Shayna Baszler go on to WrestleMania. And the crowd was not feeling this. Personally, I I, I didn't mind. Like, I I mean, I was kind of... uh, I was kind of liking the energy of her powering through people once she got in. Like, it was making the match intriguing, but I I felt like the rest of Philadelphia was not feeling this at all. I don't really know what... It was really hard for me to try and understand what the crowd wanted out of this match. Like, I didn't know what people expected. Because um, yeah. Liv Morgan was about the only person that got some kind of a pop right. when she came out. So maybe that's what people wanted. They wanted more from Liv Morgan, I guess. I, I don't, I don't know. know. The, the build-up to this match just made it seem so obvious that they were right. giving Shayna Baszler a way to get into WrestleMania. And that's exactly what they did. I, I, I tell you, though, they, it did... It did to uh, to uh, um, Big Ugly's uh, point there. Sorry, it's late. I'm having a little trouble uh, keeping myself together here. Um, Take it off. Yeah. Uh, to his point, though, like you know, to your point, it was it built heat 
for Shayna Baszler. They did. Whether the Philadelphia crowd liked it or not, the point was to get the heat or right, Baszler right. going That's, in against Becky. And, and if I anybody think it did can that. get heat, it's a Philadelphia crowd. I mean, if they don't like you, you'll hear it. Right. And then through the WWE Network, you'll hear it. So, if anything else, if Shayna Baszler came in perceived a little boring, you know, she did get some get some momentum, whether whatever kind of momentum it was, that's what she got. So, uh, that's 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 it. And then uh, in 28 days from now, we will have WrestleMania, and also 27 days from now, WrestleMania will still be happening. Right. <laughs> uh, or 29 days, I should say. Um, and that was a fun event. We had a rock star parking. We had a rock star suite. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we were in the uh, the only club suite that mattered. Uh, right. That's right. And uh, we had a good time. It was definitely fun. And we'll come back and do it again. And all of us uh, and several others will be coming back for Money in the Bank in Baltimore on May 10th. I was going to say 11th. That's wrong. Um, yes, Mother's Day. Yes, it is Mother's Day. So uh, we're going to have a good time. And uh, in between that, we're going to watch WrestleMania and have another podcast or two. It's going to be great. Hey, uh, Jason, Justin, Tucker, did you have a good time? I did. All right. And you enjoyed the... Uh, Festivities and the food and the sweet. Of course I did. And the oh, you did. And the event, we all got to sit at like a uh, bar top. We all got to sit in the uh, actual physical uh, cushy chairs. <clears throat> it was a good time. Yeah, and, there, and if y'all listen uh, carefully enough, there's a CM Funk chant that uh, <laughs> breaks out during the uh, women's uh, That's right. elimination sure. chamber match. Yeah. They they were chanting for you. Yeah. So we had a good time. Now we're headed back to uh, the city of non-brotherly love. <laughs> I don't know. All right, now you ain't talking about nothing. Wrap this up. All right. <laughs> Fine. Hey, thanks for listening to us. We appreciate you. And uh, as Big Ugly said, we have a whole lot of listeners over a whole lot of places. And thank you so much. We will be back. And, gentlemen, let's uh, go home. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Peace. <laughs>